Today, remember, it's our, we're giving our Feast of Tabernacles, fast fruit offering. Uh, began on the 29th, that the festivities or celebration was from 29th of September until 6th, waking up on 7th, which was yesterday, actually. And today, we're giving our seeds of faith, believing God for the manifestation of his will in our lives. And Brother Innocent has said it's so good. But let's go to our, our text that we've been looking at for weeks now. In Acts 3, 19, 21, 19 and 21. 3, 19 and 21. And I, we've entitled the message, In the Presence of the Lord. In the Presence of the Lord. He says, so repent, change your inner self. All way of thinking, regret past sins and return to God. Seek his purpose for your life. Repentance is a lifestyle. We live in humility before the Lord as you walk in, in light, according to God's word, so that your sins may be wiped away, blotted out, completely erased. I think I've spoken quite a bit on that. But this time I want to, to focus on something here. He says, so that times of refresh may come from the presence of the Lord, restoring you like a cool wind on a hot day. Now times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. So it's very important then to be able to, for us to know the presence of the Lord. Because times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. When I looked at that scripture restoring you like a cool wind on a hot day, it reminded me of the Garden of Eden. When God was walking, even approaching, uh, coming towards Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. And the Bible says when they had him coming, they had the, his presence was coming. They hid because they had sinned. But a place of repentance in our hearts draws us to God's presence. It draws us to God's presence when you are living a repentant heart before the Lord. Chris, it's so good to see you. And your wife, Lila, I haven't seen you. Okay, two weeks or so. But it's so good to see you. I saw your face. I said, yeah, you look familiar. <laughs> And then in Acts 3.19, the Passion Translation says, and now you must repent and turn to God, back to God, so that your sins may be removed. And look, at, let's say it together what follows next. And so that times of refreshing will stream from the Lord's presence. Times of refreshing stream from where? The Lord's presence. So if you want true refreshment, it's the Lord's pre presence, not Coca-Cola. <laughs> I don't drink Coca-Cola, but not Coca-Cola. It's truly refreshing. It comes from the presence of the Lord. And then I, I have a question here. Why then must you expect the presence of God to manifest? Why you must expect the presence of God to manifest through you wherever you go? Why you must? I've got several reasons. Is that good English? Why you must expect the presence of God. Anyway, this is not an English class. But why you must expect the presence of God to manifest through you wherever you go. You must believe that. Wherever you go, for that presence of God to manifest through you. People are hurting. When you have the presence of God in our lives, it makes a whole difference because you are able to minister to others. I say this which is so believed, the love of God is outgoing. The love of God is outgoing. When you're truly walking in the love of God and this, the presence of God in your life, 
you're more outgoing. You're, you are generous. Generosity, have you noticed that? It's outgoing. Compassion, outgoing. So if you're a generous person, it's outgoing. Everything about God is outgoing. He's a generous God. So when you are truly walking in the presence of God, then we must actually, uh, if we, we, we walk in the presence of God, there will be the manifestation of his glory wherever we go. First, how do we do that? We must practice his presence. We must practice his presence. Let's go to a scripture, and I'll, I believe God to be able to explain what actually means by that. Hebrews 5.14, the amplified classic version. The, the amplified version. Hebrews 5.14. Pay attention to this so that you can, you can see what I'm saying. But solid food, Apostle Paul, I believe he's the one who wrote the book of Hebrews, had been speaking about, by now you ought to be teachers, but now you still need to be fed with milk like children. He's saying, grow up. And then he says this, but solid food is for the spiritually mature. Okay, so solid food is for spiritually mature. Okay, now look at this. Whose senses are trained. So the spiritual mature have their senses trained by what? By what? Practice. So I'm talking about practicing the presence of God. Whose senses are trained by practice. By practice. You have to practice over and over again in that training. To train your senses by practice to distinguish between what is morally good and what is evil. That discernment comes through practicing his presence. Practicing his word. Let me see how you put it. You know, if we want to know how fit you and I are, is we go out there and start doing something. If it's a walk, a long walk, we can tell those who've been practicing and those who've not been practicing. Or those who've been exercising and those who've not been exercising. So when it's, it's, it's the time to execute, we're able to know, has this person been practicing or not? Or exercising or not? So the, the same thing he says is we can actually train our senses by, by practice. Let me see if I still have to bring it out in a way that you, you, can, you can receive it. This means your, your senses are trained by practice. You can train your senses to know and be aware of the Lord's presence. You can train your senses to know the presence of God or to be aware of God's presence. Let me give you an example, like what he was talking about signal. You see, you have to be trained in that area to see the signs. All right? An example. That's why they have those political analysts. That's their area of some of them, not, not all of them, some of them you can tell they are just lying. They are biased. They have their own opinions. They're not supposed to give their own opinions. They're supposed to analyze. You, you understand? So some of them I usually check out uh, if I, I really would watch that. But before the election, sometimes I'll do that. I, I usually check out, if you check out, realize this guy is actually, is 
beating the drums, so to speak, for so and so, you realize they are biased in their thinking. But a political analyst is supposed to analyze the situation. You see what I'm saying? So, so look at this. So in that area, if that is the area of profession, I'm looking for a better word than that. But this is the, that's the area they have practiced. They have trained, the areas of their training. That's their profession. They become experts in that area. You see what I'm saying? But look at this then. That, that means then we can train our senses by practice to be sensitive to God's presence wherever we are. The word of God says we can, therefore we can. Unfortunately, I've seen believers who have trained their senses to demons. Everything is a demon. A cockroach is a demon. Mosquito is a demon. I've, I've seen Christians do that. Every time, Shindwa. <laughs> Shindwa. That's why they, they, they have trained themselves that way. They are more conscious of evil works than they are conscious of God's presence. And I'm going to show you how we can train ourselves in that. Remember, we cannot talk of God's presence without mentioning the Holy Spirit. So that means he's being sensitive to God's Spirit wherever we are. And if we do that, it's easy for us to see in the Spirit. We train our senses. So he's talking about whose senses are trained. I'll be right to say this. And we see it in the scriptures. You have spiritual eyes. In essence, you have two pairs of eyes. You have two pairs of ears. Because he says, we have spiritual eyes. We have spiritual ears. We have spiritual emotions. Because the Bible says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Those are spiritual emotions. I'm not talking about natural emotions. There's some time you can go to a place and you can sense, I don't know everything, but I can tell there's something wrong in here. People may be smiling, but for sure there's something wrong in here. Why is that so? Because you've trained your spirit to sense what is right, morally right, and uh, morally good, and what is evil. Training. Say training. So listen this. People go out doing all kinds of training except spiritual training. Christianity is a spiritual training. We have many people talk about bodybuilding, you talk about all those things, mind, knowledge, but, but people are losing out the true training, which is of the spirit. And if we can train our spirits to sense the presence of God, it will be so easy for us to walk in the paths of life that God has in store for us. You are able to see. So that's important to sensitize our hearts to his presence. Let me give you some of the characteristics of uh, a spiritually sensitive uh, person. If Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17, 21. I'll try to be a bit faster here. Look at this. Therefore, do not be... Do not be Unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do you know understanding the will of God takes what? Training. It takes training. What is the will of God? The word of God is the will of God. 
So understanding what the will of God takes training. My speciality is spiritual training, spiritual senses. <laughs> um, but, it, but actually it's for every believer. Amen, it's for every believer. Why is it that you pray and you say, let me ask the pastor if this bears witness. Because you train, you keep training ourselves and keep training ourselves. And look at verse, what follows next in verse 18. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. So it says, do not be drunk with wine which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Go on, the next one. Speaking to one another. So it says, a Spirit-filled person, this is what happens. They speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Do you want to know the presence of God is upon you? Oh my goodness, you'll find yourself speaking. I'm not saying that you go around and you say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. How are you doing, brother? Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I'm not talking about that. But listen to this. In your heart, in your mouth, there will be songs of our Lord all the time. The opposite is true. A person who's depressed, all what they speak is depression. Years ago, we had a certain man from Tanzania who sang about Kifo. You won't get, you won't get motivated by listening to such a song. Kifo, 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 Hakina Uruma. I mean, would you get excited listening to such a song? <laughs> would you really get excited say, yeah, Kifo, Kifo. <laughs> But what about, I want to praise the Lord. I want to shout and glorify the Lord. You get excited. We had a, a, a certain relative years ago came to live with us. When she came uh, to live with Tina and I, she came so really depressed. Really, really depressed. She stayed for some time. And at some point, we could hear her washing dishes, dishes in the kitchen or washing clothes. And she's seeing and seeing and seeing. And Tina and I said, she's free now. That depression left her. She came so oppressed, but the presence of God changed her. And we'll hear her washing dishes, uh, just, just singing while they are washing dishes. That's a spirit-filled person. Do you think you'll be complaining and complaining and saying, oh, how great is our God? And you're washing dishes. Those ones who are oppressed is what? And am I going to finish washing these dishes? Every time it's me washing dishes. When my husband ever going to come to wash dishes too? When is he going to buy me a dishwasher? <laughs> but when you are full in the Holy Ghost, even if it's so difficult, hallelujah, how great is our God. Sing with me. You, you, may, you may do that even to the dishes. Dishes, sing with me. How great. <laughs> Be, that, that, is, that is actually a sign of a spirit-filled person right there. They sing songs to the Lord. They are filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. What follows next? Giving thanks. They're thankful people. A spirit-filled person is thankful. Check yourself 
against this all the time. Giving thanks always for all things to the God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a person practicing his presence all the time. That's a spirit-filled life. So first is practice his presence. I may say some things uh, in going forward. But, but the second thing is be aware of your union with the Father. Be aware of your union with the Father. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, it says, But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So I am joined to the Lord, I am one spirit with him. What does that mean? When you talk about God, that's his presence, that's him. But God united himself with me in salvation. When I became new, a new creation. So I'm joined to the Lord. I'm joined to the Lord. I'm one spirit with him. In John 15 verse 5, the Passion Translation says, I am the sprouting vine, Jesus says, and you are my branches. That means we are together. So if someone says, he asks you to copa moja, tell him, no, only if you're in Christ. You understand? By the way, I usually don't answer that one. You know, a person, you know, is, is just, is just a drunkard say, to copa moja, bro. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm joined to the Lord. I'm one spirit with him. I'm not even your brother. You need to come to the Lord. To copa moja, bro. Yeah, Rastafarian, yeah. No, 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 no. Don't include me in that. I'm not with you. I'm the sprouting vine, Jesus says, and you're my branches. We're joined. Are you seeing that? As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. Oh, you had a place right there to shout. Fruitfulness will stream from within you. That means the presence of God just from there within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. So where is power? Our union with Christ. Where is that fruitfulness? From our union with Christ. What about provision? From our union with Christ. What about everything that we need in life? From our union with Christ. First Peter Chapter 1, 3 to 4, I like it from the Passion Translation. Get ready to shout. Get ready to run. <laughs> Welcome. Miss Ruth is, is, has came back last Sunday from the U.S. And we had prayed for your going and you're coming back, so we rejoice. <laughs> yeah, we pray, we pray right here for your going and your coming back. So we rejoice you came back safely. And Pastor Carla was speaking to Miss Ruth. Of course, they met there in the U.S. And she says, you want to come and say, all right. <laughs> Pastor Carla sends much greetings to every one of you. Praise God. I'll be talking to her next week, so you better say it. I receive it well. <laughs> all right. So, so look at this in 2 Peter 1, 3. Pay attention to this. Everything we could ever need for life. How many, how many things? Everything. Everything. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited where? Where? So where is the provision? Within, in Christ, and it's within. 
Everything. So it's not with uncle so-and-so and auntie so-and-so. It's not even in UDA. However much you love UDA. You understand what I'm talking about? But it's in Christ. Now, now look at this. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us. By what? By his divine power. So divine power is already in us. Now look at this. For all this was lavished upon us. It's not a trickle. Let's give them a little bit because heaven may lose some. No, no, no. It's not a trickle. Has been lavished upon us through what? The poor experience. What is that? The rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. And you're still saying amen quietly? What about if I told you after the service, every usher has a way of giving you today two million shillings as you exceed this sanctuary? Some of you, from then henceforth, you'll be calculating, you won't hear anyone that I'll say after. And probably after that, I'll give an instruction. And, and, and some of them won't listen. Because I'll say, and if you pay attention to this instruction and you lift up two fingers, you'll be added to other million. Some of you will just be sitting looking at me because you are calculating how you're going to do your shopping. <laughs> but look at this. This is more than those two million shillings. Everything, for all this is lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him. Is, he, is, is that a glorious God? Yes, he is. And invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. Now look at this, what follows next. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises. That are beyond all price. So that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership. You can experience partnership. You have partnership. You are in partnership with the divine. You are in partnership with the Godhead. You are in partnership with him, your God, your creator, your father. And then he says this, with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. Let me read some statements from E.W. Kenyon's book. I was preparing myself and I, I remember that there's something I'd written years ago from E.W. Kenyon. Just listen to this, just from that scripture. Do you have it there on the screen? Let me have it. I want you to see it. Praise God. You don't have that? The, 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 those statements are all right, so they don't have them. Look at this. Listen to this. Your human spirit, remember he who, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him? Remember that? So listen to this. Your human spirit is united with deity as deity was united with humanity in Christ. Your human spirit is united with deity. Just like deity 
was united with the human in Christ. Remember, he was, man, he was God, and he is God, and he came and tabernacled, the Bible says in, first, in, in John chapter 1, verse 14, he came and tabernacled in this physical body as a man. So just like united himself with humanity, in Christ, we are united ourselves. We've been united with God. Now listen to what this, this other statement. Now your spirit can grasp, John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Your spirit can grasp that. We are so united that the best way to explain it is this. You are the, I am the branch, I am the vine, you are the branches. Now listen to this one. The vine is a divine human being. Who's the vine? Jesus. He's a divine human being. The branches are human divine beings. I hope you got that. That ought to excite you. We are not worms. We are not crawling on, this, on the soil and we don't know what to do. Listen, the vine is a divine human being. He walked on this earth as a human being, yet he was divine. But for you and I who are in Christ, we are human, yet divine beings. A third of you is, is, is born of God, just like him. Listen, this other statement, God was incarnate in the flesh in the person of Christ. We are incarnate in the spirit in Christ. God was incarnate in the flesh in the person of Christ. We are incarnate in the spirit uh, in, the spirit in Christ. Why, why is that so? The Bible says we are partakers of the divine nature. If I say partake of this, what does that mean? It's yours to take. You, you, you see what I'm saying? If I say you are a partaker, what, what has God made, made possible? Through Christ, he has made it possible for us to be partakers of the divine nature. We are not just human beings. I know Christian, Christian, Christendom many times don't accept that. They say, ah, but I'm just human. No, we are not. We are not. So in a day-to-day -day life when you are walking, don't just think I'm just human. No, I'm born of Christ. I'm born of God. I'm joined with him. What am I supposed to be carrying? His presence. His presence. I'm actually a living tabernacle. I'm a living tabernacle. We are actually members of the body of Christ. An example, is your arm yours? <laughs> That's a weird kind of question. But is the arm that you have yours? It's part of your body. It is part of your body. So look at this. Whatever you have, actually, the, the hand will have. It's part of your body. We are members of the body of Christ. Our spirits are joined with one another so that the body becomes one. Our spirits are joined with Christ. So Christ and the individual spirit become united in holy oneness. When we realize that church, it's easy for us to walk with God on a day-to-day -day basis.
Can two walk together unless they agree? No, they can't. But if we're in agreement with what he has done for us, it becomes so easy. We walk around and you're carrying his presence. Wherever we go, church, wherever we go, we carry his presence. Wherever we go, we can go in in a place and cause joy to rise up with everyone's person, every person in that place. Encourage you practice his presence until when you get into the lift tomorrow morning, you greet everyone. Hallelujah. Well, good morning, everyone in this lift. How are you doing this Monday morning? Yeah, good morning, sir. Good morning, madam. Anyone who's ever done it in the lift? Not for, to one people, to one person, but to many people. Only Jaling and some few others. Oh, okay, all right. Some few, actually. Now I challenge you in the name of Jesus. When you enter in that lift, when people are so quiet, greet them. Greet them. <laughs> Who was it was telling me that uh, someone, uh, someone was telling me that uh, an individual added in a matatu and greeted everyone. And they could tell the mama had just come fresh from the village. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You want to look like you come fresh from the village. They can differentiate you're not a villager. <laughs> but listen to this. You, you just say it in the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah, I greet everyone. How are you doing today? I've done that so many places. But I remember one particular one. We went to Mount Kenya University with Miss Ruth. You're following up something. You had one of our children from the home being there. And went to the lift and I said, well, good morning, young people. How are you doing? They all answered, good morning, sir. Good morning, good morning. I told Miss Ruth they didn't know if they might be a new vice chancellor <laughs> or a new lecturer, and you didn't even answer him. And I think they don't know who you are, but you know who you are. We're divinely united with God, and we have his presence. And, and by the way, you can go ahead and say, you know, I want to bless each one of you. I bless you. So who's this man? Who's this woman? Joined with the Lord. One spirit with the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. I remember years ago, we had, uh, when we were in the Bible school, what a dear lady, she's in heaven now. It's called Juliet. But she was queuing. She was in a long queue in an ATM. And uh, it happened to pass us with a certain brother. Happened to pass there. And then I say, Hey, Juliet, we just come from the Bible school. And I went, hey, Juliet, glerebo stengose dangalos to bromengis to bokoye de bashtaya. She went, ooh. <laughs> she didn't want to identify herself with me. <laughs> and then she, she, I think the following, that same evening or the following day, she said, Davis, why would you do that to me? <laughs> and then I remember one time again we were coming from the Bible school we in a matatu and then I was seated behind and there, there's a brother called Peter who was seated in front I, I sat I think two seats behind and I was with a friend of mine called Henry and I, and I said Peter glomangloseteba gayandongloseteba and then the, the they're going to say, what language is that? <laughs> Peter looked back and said, looked at me and, and went like, <laughs> I, just, 
I just don't want that guy who will do that to me. <laughs> then one time I was with Henry, and we were walking, and there was a certain man coming in front of us, and we went, Gangalo stebro menglo steba koya daba steyada. And then Henry went back on Stembronjeshti, and the man who was coming, I'm telling you the truth, he stood, he looked at us, and he said, oh, you need Jesus, we told him, you need Jesus. He said, that's okay. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth, he received the Lord Jesus. <laughs> so if I find you in the Matatu, and I go, go Galastoma, and then you go, Bahandebo, Stelandaya. <laughs> I'm joined to the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's amazing. It becomes a sign to lead someone to the Lord. We led someone. We, I remember it was in Westlands. We led that man to the Lord. Uh, he, was, he just looked at us. He said, hey, you need Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Listen this. Just like a natural father, when there is any kind of a dispute concerning a child. What do they go for? A DNA test. Is that so? Hey, he's a creator of all. Don't you know that when you became a new creation, a creation, you have his own DNA. You have the father's DNA. You are born of him. You are a new creation. Just the presence that he has is with his children. It can increase as we practice it. It can manifest more as we know how to yield to the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. I believe David saw that until he could see, was it David in Psalm, in Psalm 91? He who dwells in the secret place of the Mosul shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. A say of the Lord is my refuge and my fortress. He knew that presence around him. So confident. He said that 10,000, 1,000 may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right side, but he shall not come near me. Why is that so? He's so confident of that God's presence. We're in a better covenant. Remember, in the new covenant, they were not born again. They are not joined with God in their spirits. We are joined with God in our spirits. We are born of the spirit. We are carriers of his presence wherever we go. But we must be conscious of it. Listen to this. One, our part is to have faith in these promises that God has given to us. Receive them and no circumstance you are facing shall remain the same. It must change. Do you know what is going to open those doors? His presence in our lives. Not our toiling, not our striving, His presence with us. Let me read it to your scripture when you're talking about His presence in Psalm 97, verse 5. This is His presence. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. You don't have even to speak to those mountains, the presence is there, they melt. They melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. At the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. He's the one who's come to say, I'm joining myself with you. Christ came as divine human being. But in Christ, you are human, but also divine being. To carry his presence wherever you go. 
Say, thank you, Lord, for your presence. Can you imagine Jesus will dare say that, I will come if you really love me, I will come and make my home with you. Or in you, I'll inhabit you. I will indwell you. I'll be in you. And God says this, I will dwell among them. I will walk with them. I will be in them. And he says this, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So never pray, Eloi, Eloi, Sabachthan. That's, that's, that's not your scripture. I've heard people say that. <laughs> I remember years ago, there's a certain young lady, she was, she was actually, she had demons. And I was still praying for her, and she said, oh, That's a demon. And believers think that is deep. Oh God, why have you left me? That's an insult. That's a redemption insult. We're united with him. We are joined with him. Amen. Can you imagine? Now this a bit ambiguous, but, but listen, can you imagine a baby in a in the, in the mother's uh, stomach or womb, saying that, Mom, why have you left me? Come on, huh? First, the mama has, you will be, be scared. We'll ask many questions, am I carrying the real baby? <laughs> I'm carrying something strange. <laughs> Some of them may think like, is that guy from home who's, who's known to be practicing witchcraft? That someone did something for me, uh, to me. No, no, no. They, listen to this. The baby and the mother are joined. In those nine months, right there. Joined. Now listen to this. Yours is eternity. In all eternity. You are joined to the Lord. You are one spirit with him. You will never, ever. It, no wonder Apostle Paul will say this. What is it that can separate us from the love of God? Hallelujah. What is it that can separate us from the love of God? Nothing. Why? We join. How will we join? Through his love. He loved us that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ. The mountains melt like, melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. That's what will open those doors. An awareness of his presence opened doors for us. Hallelujah. We, we are just about to drill water in, uh, in Marsabit. In core, to be precise, in core in the Rendile land. Should be doing that soon, actually. Praise God. But the, the licenses, all the permits that are needed, we met with a man divinely, and all what you do, he'll give, make a call, and those things will happen. You know, we didn't need to, to strive to ask. So no man, go find out where are we going about, about this and all that. No, no, no. The man knows. Because he's done the work, he, can, he knows where to go to and get all what is needed. Within a short time, how long did it take? Less than two weeks. We had all the permits. <laughs> really? That's divine. That's supernatural. Listen, people. You only need one connection. And the one that does not cause sorrow. This is not a connection. That's not a connection. 
You understand? There are those that you need one person. One person. And God bring in that individual, that's it. Doors are open. He shows up one man, and that's it. And that's what we need, really, divine connection. So we must allow the Holy Spirit. Let's say this. We can talk about the presence. We cannot talk about the presence of the Lord without thinking about the Holy Spirit. He's the one that came to dwell in us. So we must allow him to make the word of God real to us on a daily basis. We must allow him to make the word of God real to us. You know, the word of God is real to you. When you sing holy, you know what that means. When you sing amazing grace, you know what that means. Why is that so? Because the word of God has become real in your life. 1 Corinthians 3.16, do you not know that you are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you? In Romans chapter 6, verse 4, in your own term, the Amplified Classic Version, it calls the spirit of God the glorious power of the Father. The Amplified Classic Version, if you're able to go there. But, but, but the, the glorious power of the Father indwells us. It's the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead that dwell in us. The glorious power of God indwelling us. So where is the presence? Be aware of him all the time in you. All the time. All the time. His presence is with us. You'll find that you want to do things, you're able to do things that natural men cannot do. Let me give you something here, very important. Again, I told you the first one, practice his presence, be aware of your union with the Father on a day-to-day -day basis, and also meditate God's word. Meditate God's word. Youth, if there's anything that you need to do to learn is to think. 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 Take the word of God and think about it. A simple meditation. Think about it. Learn how to think. There are so many things that are being presented. Confusion. I mean, who knew? I mean, if think about of our, my grandfather, Kimori. If I told him one time, in the world, if people will be coming and they say they, are, they don't know whether this is a man or a woman. They'll be surprised. Can you imagine of a great-grandfather having that issue? That people don't know, is it a man or a woman? Doctors know how, what to do. Mothers know what to do to check if the, the son is, is a son or is a, is a, is a, a daughter. It's easy. Why, why is that confusion? It's demonic. It's demonic help. So this is what I want to, to, to do, people. Meditate on God's word until it becomes a reality. That God created a man and a woman. Meditate on God's word. Light comes through meditation. Without meditation, you can have head knowledge, but it's not deep. Light comes through meditation. What will that medit meditation do? It will bring light. What is that light? Revelation. And revelation brings forth revolution within you. You realize when God's word has entered within you, you know your life has changed. I remember being in a slum and I'm in that room. But when God's word entered into my heart, 
I knew I was coming out of that room. In fact, I had to talk to it many times. I looked at, you know those green kerosene stoves? All of you grew up where? In Lovington and the others? And I'm the only one. The ones that you don't need perfume on your, on your clothes. Because that kerosene stove will bring that perfume for you for free. I remember telling it, you, have, you, you, you think you're going to keep the man of God here? You'll keep him no more. I'm leaving you here. Listen to your room. I am leaving you and I will never live in a single room again. It's not bed seater, you understand? It's all contained. <laughs> everything. Everything. I'm leaving you. I'm leaving you and I'm leaving you in the name of Jesus. You will not keep the man of God. I'm leaving you. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're still the same place. But do you know what you're saying? You're saying where you're going. That meditation, you've meditated long enough until you've seen your way forward. Oh, if you have seen your way forward, you could have been shouting right there. <laughs> Hallelujah. You've seen where you're going. You've seen those doors open. That comes through meditation, not just by hearing. You can hear it. You can hear it like a bird flying. But listen this, when you start meditating on God's word, it penetrates your heart. It brings you from information to transformation. It's no longer information you have in your head. You know it. You know it. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. It must happen. You are able to see how the word of God applies to your situation. One can say, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. But they just don't believe it. They can parrot it. But through meditation, that becomes substance. And what is that substance? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is activated through meditation. You have to keep, to keep it there. And yoga is not of God. Yoga is not of God. I hear believers even say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in yoga. They think it's a cool thing. It's not of God. You're inviting demons into your life. Oh, I know I'm stepping into some areas. You know, people are becoming, they think they're classy. Now, I had my mat in the morning and I did some yoga. And uh, I feel fresh. I do five minutes of yoga. I think like, yeah, you're just being cool. Hey, you're getting lost. I have a friend of mine, he did, he went to the other side of, uh, of martial arts. Guys, you think I'm short? Shorter than I. <laughs> but he did martial arts. And he went to the side of meditation, of course, the Eastern meditation, opening himself to demonic spirits. He said, man, I meditated. He said, mostly in my dreams, I fought. Blood everywhere. I, I, I hit people. I, I, I'll beat people. I'll break people's hands. And he said one time, one time he was entering into a, an, into a bus. He said, it's not something I'm, I'm, I'm excited to say. But he said, I'm getting into a, a matatu and... I'd become so sensitive, that's training in the darkness way. 
It becomes so sensitive until if you stood behind me and you have any intention, I'll know. Because he had invited spirits. But listen to this. He said, I stepped, I was, as I was stepping in the matatu and someone was picking my, my pocket. It was ready right there. I held his hand, twisted it to the front, broke it, and let him go. And I entered in. The, oh, he was crying, ah! I'm gone. He said, it was easy to break it. He said, I became a weapon. But let me tell you something. When he gave his life to Christ, it took some time to be delivered. Because he had invited those spirits for a long time. And what was his intention of getting into martial arts into that level? He said this, I wanted to revenge. There are some guys who bullied me in my village. And when I went one time during Christmas time, I beat those guys. Now you can train in the dark side. How much more of us training in the spirit? Until you can say this, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I see times of refreshing without even looking at the sky. You just know inside of you that takes training, that takes meditation. The presence of God is realized in meditating his word. The word becomes alive. His promises are no longer in the book, but they are now in your heart. The word has become flesh and is indwelling you. You will hear his voice in his word and, and it, this will thrill you. Your ears will open. Your heart will open. Your eyes will see the light. You have come to his light, and in his light, you see light. That comes through meditation. Thank God for reading the scriptures, but it's not enough until you start meditating on it. In simple ways to put, in simple, simple, uh, simple way I can say it is in this manner. Think about what you are reading. Don't just read. Think about what you are reading. And listen, if there's a situation in front of you, apply that word in your situation. Meditate until you see light. And you have it. You know it. You know it. And then lastly, watch out your tongue. If you really want the presence of God around you, have your tongue in control. Death and life and the power of the tongue. People destroying their lives because of what they say all the time. I practice this when I had no single coin in my pocket that I will not say I'm broke. And it's, it's really, it's, it's my culture to talk about I'm broke I don't care how this situation looks. I cannot be broke. Why? I will not allow that to come out of my mouth. You ask me, can I, can I give me such and such an amount? It's not in my pocket right now. But listen to this. It's in my heart. Because it's in my heart, I say it. I have it. I have it. But people say, I'm broke. This economy, which economy are you in? 
Are things difficult in the natural? The Lord will remind me of promises. Hey, are things difficult in the natural? But which realm are you in? You're called by God, people. You're divinely united with him. So, so listen. Listen to the Holy Spirit, what he'll tell you to do. This is what I've learned over the years. The seed is in your hand. You are never without a seed. You are never without a seed. You always have something to give. If you think you don't have, ask the Lord. Lord, what am I supposed to give? I'm here. I can tell you I want you to go volunteer in such and such a place. Okay. And after volunteering, don't hang around. Because that's not your provision. That's not where your provision is coming from. Your provision is from the Lord. When you volunteer, don't hang around and say, I've been volunteering here. You, keep, you talk, go to the accountant around. I've been volunteering here. Is there anything that is done to volunteers? No, no, no. You want to volunteer? You want to sow a seed. And expect a harvest. You see, if you practice his presence, you will know where your seed is at. Oh, I've been without any single coin in my pocket, so I know what I'm talking about. Where you're walking to the bus stop and you don't have even bus fare. I've done that. No, you walk to the bus stop and you don't have even bus fare. And the Lord say, go. I remember one time he said, he told me, uh, I say, Lord, because I have a heavenly account, I withdraw my, my, my money from my account, my bus fare. And what did I do? I went to the stage. I, I was heading towards the stage. Just before I reached to the bus stage, he said this, pray in tongues. And I started praying in tongues. I got to the stage. I remember I lived in Babadogo that time. I got to the stage, and there were people there at the stage. And the, the Matatu came, and this Matatu, that guy was, what's the word I can use? was rude in that, in that stage. He was known. I mean, he was terrible in the natural. But that's the guy who came. I'm standing, just reached at the bus stage. He comes and he says this. Where? I didn't hesitate. <laughs> I ended right in here. And I remember we got to a place, I don't know if they still call that place, Down Hall before USGSU headquarters around there. And then they, now him used to be at the door. So he's told me to get in. So I got in. And when he got there, he told the, the, the conductor, Uyo, Uyo Nisare. Man, I'm carrying my King James Bible. I'm thinking, God, you are good. I got to somewhere just before town. He told me this, Davis, do you know? If I don't intro, intervene in your life, you won't get even one leaf of skuma wiki. I am your source. I go to town. Ended up traveling that week to Mombasa with almost nothing. Back and forth. Almost nothing. Just supernatural. Thank God for those times. That's where I was. But I'm a better off you having bus fare to know where to go, really. You know, that, 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 that is a place of faith you're developing, but that's not a good place to be. But God helped me through all that time. I'm telling you, not knowing what to eat, but God will always provide. 
Always provide. So I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about provision. I know his provision is available. But listen to this. You are never without a seed. You are never without a seed. What is it that is so precious? Ask the Lord. He will show you. And maybe just that one, and it opens doors for you than you could have ever imagined. Meditate on. Watch your tongue. James 3, 8 to 12. Quickly. But no man can tame their tongue. So who's going to tame it? I'll show you who to tame it. He said, if no man can tame a tongue, and no man also cannot tame a tongue. <laughs> so what, who's going to tame it? It's unruly evil. Full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we cast men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and curse. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives, or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt, water, and fresh. Strive to honor the Lord with your words. Speak consistently with God's word. Meditate long enough until they come out of you. The word of God just comes out of you. They say you are going on. They say you can't. I can't. The devil says I'm going to kill you. He says it's impossible. You can't. Too late, devil. Was it a certain situation I was telling the devil recently? You are too late. You are too late. You can't threaten me. Do you have a situation that you can tell the devil that you are too late? You can't threaten me. In fact, I like telling him this. You could have killed me when I didn't know Christ. But now you can't. If you are that powerful, you could have killed me before I received the, the Christ Jesus. But now you can't. I've received the Lord. I'm born of the Spirit. Do you want to know that you are revived? You want to know that? You will enjoy spending time in God's presence. Reading his word. A revived person will go to the source. His word. Praying and walking with him. Practicing his presence on a day-to-day -day basis. Waking up in the morning and saying, God, what do you want me to do for you? As I go to work, what should I do? Any, anything, Lord? Any assignment today? He will tell you. The world is hurting, church. They need you. You ask him, what am I supposed to do today, Lord, as I go to the office? He'll tell you. And listen to this. You've opened doors for you to be blessed by obeying him on a day-to-day -day basis. Wherever you go, ask him. What am I supposed to do, Lord? You are aware of him in whatever you do. Because you know he's a vine, you're the branch. You are aware of him wherever you go. What does that mean? You rely on his strength in your walk, daily walk. If you want to know you're revived, you depend on him all the time. Oh my goodness, I don't know how many times I've gone in prayer. I feel tired. And I know I need to get into prayer. Sometimes, two and a half hours later, I'm still in there. 
I'm so refreshed. One cannot say truly you've been in prayer if you're not refreshed. If you know God's presence, every time you will know you've been touched by his presence, you'll be refreshed. We pray for all our meetings. So if you came here and you, you, you left tired, it wasn't our problem. Serious, you, it wasn't. Say, I stayed in the service for too long, I was tired. It wasn't our problem. You, you didn't plug in. The power was there, but you didn't plug in. You know, the last week, was it on Monday, we took our little Tina to, to the uh, shows and feeling well, so we took her for a checkup in Gertrude's hospital. We stayed there for three hours. Well, that was like 10 to 1. Three hours we're in there for a little test, a small test. And we, stay, we ended up staying there 2.15 to past 5 o'clock, 5.30, we left around 5.30 in the evening, say three hours. I thought, why do people complain in church? <laughs> they have time to see the doctors. What about going to the airport? International flight. Three hours. Why do people complain being in church? You want me to give you another one? Voting. Whole day. <laughs> A person who's lying to you. You vote for him. We vote. There's a time... Tina and I decided to go so early. We went at 5.30. We decided to go back to the house and, and went, back, uh, went back in the afternoon and we found almost no one. I think around 4.30 in the evening. But voting, whole day. And you're just talking and talking and talking. What about church for three hours? Someone was telling me, your services are too long. I say, how many hours do you take? You, you are, you are, you've been flying. How many hours do you take to go to the airport? He said, he said pastor, you are, you are the pastor. <laughs> Seriously, it was this week. He said, you are, you are the pastor. That's okay. I said, your services take too long. He said, how many hours does it take you when you go in the airport? How many hours do you sit on traffic? Oh, pastor is finding a reason now to keep us to, keep us to four o'clock. No, no, no. I'm showing you priorities. Priority. Because, listen to this, I'll never, never, and any one of us will never sit here and stand here to waste your time. We'll give you life. But all what you need to do is to plug in. We'll give you life. You see the songs they're singing over here, the presence of God just coming. If you plugged in, you're just there. And you realize, why did they stop? In fact, you'll start now putting uh, recommendations that you're ending your services too, too fast. I still hear all you left. Let's <laughs> finish. It doesn't mean I'm looking for, for a reason to keep you long here. But listen to this. Do you want to know again you're revived? Enjoy, you'll enjoy spending time in God's presence. God wants to restore you. God wants to revive you. There are things that you used to do. This is the season for you to experience that refreshing. Listen, the walk of the Spirit is life and peace. 
It's not toiling or struggling. It's life and peace. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now as we prepare to give. Before then, come, come on, stand up on your feet, please, that are given instructions. Emmanuel Bita is so good to see you. You're welcome. <laughs> Praise him. Is that your son? He's taller than you now. <laughs> Is that amazing? Praise God. Would you just thank the Lord and bless him and just thank him for his word? Hallelujah. Just, just I, want, I want you to think of his presence. His presence. Bible says in his presence there is fullness of joy at his right hand. There are pleasures forevermore. I just worship you. Thank you, Lord. Just lift your hands and I want you just to close your eyes. Don't even think about anyone around you. Just think about I'm joined with the Lord. I'm one spirit with him. I'm joined with the Lord. I'm one spirit with him. Thank you for such a privilege, Lord. I'm a partake of your divine nature. I'm born of you. I'm born of the spirit. I'm born of love. I'm born of faith. I'm born of God. You've made a way for me to come into your presence, Lord. For in your presence there is fullness of joy. Hallelujah. Just worship you. I worship you, Lord. Would you just do it, please? Thank you for loving me. Let your presence fill this temple again. Because you felt weak, being weak, God is strengthening you right now. for your presence in your house today. May it be real to each and every single person in this house and everyone watching. Because you are the same yesterday, today and forever. Thank you for touching lives, touching hearts, healing bodies, setting your people free, Father. Thank you for bringing this one to the kingdom of God through the power of your spirit. Spirit of God, move and heal and deliver and set free and revive your people's lives. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God.